Hello. Good evening, Mr. Myers. See you joining live. Thank you for joining. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, watching, sharing the show. You guys are amazing. I really just appreciate you. We are part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put in HTBT in the memo field. You'll get this sweet 15-ounce mug. Plus, you'll get tons of other great content. We have a book club where we're reviewing different business books and other books that will help you be more successful. We have a great 10-unit um, course on sales. And we got tons of other great stuff as well, great content. And most of all, you'll be supporting us as we are proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. If you haven't already, please follow us on How to Build a Tent on the social media sites. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. A lot of people that email me topics and ideas and questions. I'd love to hear from you. I love talking with you guys and helping you take it to the next level, be more successful. If you haven't checked out Reform Jellicle with A.D. Robles and myself, that is just such a blast. I love that show so much. It's growing like crazy, too. Just watching the numbers week over week has been really exciting. We got some big news coming from that as well. That's going to be really great. And just, again, thank you for your support. Really appreciate it. It is so great to be able to do something, even though it's like at 8.30 at night we do it. So people on the Pacific and the West Coast can join in. Even though it's so late, it is a blast to do. So I, I look forward to it every single week. We do that live streaming Wednesday, 8.30. You can check that out on patreon.com backslash reformjellical, or you can watch it on YouTube when we release it Friday nights or Friday, Friday mornings, Thursday nights. I release it at midnight. So there is that. Now, one interesting thing that I wanted to talk about from a art perspective, or I should say a media perspective, is Jack Ryan. I don't know if you guys have seen that show. It's pretty good. Good old Jim from The Office. I can't believe how well he shook that that role or stigma. I don't know how you say it. when you get when you're an actor and you get stuck in a role like Steve Carell. He is always going to be Michael Scott, right? I mean, you watch The Office and you think he is actually Michael Scott. You don't think he's an actor. It's just a fantastic job. I guess you're a victim of your success in a lot in a lot of ways. But I actually really like the series. It's on Amazon Prime. If you haven't checked it out, it's starting its second season or they've released their second season. I'm just starting it myself. And they're going through Venezuela. Now, some of Jack Ryan in the past, like the Red The Hunt for Red October fantastic movie uh baldwin i forgot which butch brother is stephen baldwin i believe he did a great job as a jack ryan in that movie and just all the other ones harrison ford what the patriot games i think it was and they were revolving around the soviet union the cold war around the time those, those books were written this time we're talking about venezuela in the second season and it is really good, but they've done some things that I wish Christians would take some notes on when we create movies and when we create art, music, paintings, whatever it is. It's, for us as Christians, we like to do the fire hose approach. If we're going to write a movie and we think it's going to be Christian, it's going to be Christian and you're going to know it's Christian and there's going to be this, this Christian message that basically just hits you over uh, hits you in the face, knocks you over the head, which isn't bad, but there's other things that we can do. We can switch it up every once in a while. And one of the things that the movie industry, the left, the liberals who control the movie industry, Amazon and so forth, they do well 
is they sneak it in. And it's really interesting to watch. If you go back and you, you maybe watch Friends or you watch older sitcoms, and you'll notice it's not as in your face, their agenda, as it is today. But you'll start noticing subtle hints, subtle plays, subtle roles, subtle scripts that start to itch or incrementally implement or introduce their plan and what they're trying to accomplish. And I noticed this with Jack Ryan, then getting back to the show I was talking about in the beginning. And he talks about he's teaching a class in the CIA in Langley. And he's talking about Venezuela and how rich they are. They're rich in oil. It's true. They're rich in gold, which I may be true. It sounds kind of familiar, but I'm not sure about that one. But then he says, well, here. And then he says that this president has ruined the country, which is true. And then there's this opposition party that's going. And it, it kind of is reflecting the current times. There's an opposition party that's not a, that the world acknowledges, but the government of Venezuela doesn't. Obviously, dictatorships don't like when other people win. They want to keep power themselves. But he says this very subtly, that the opposing party is running on social justice. And what they did very subtly is make the switch from the socialist social justice ruling the country, which is what has bankrupt the country, to it's the opposition party that is running for social justice to, to undo the wrongs and make right what this dictator was doing. They're trying to separate social justice in America. They're trying to separate the left-wing agenda in America for us from Venezuela. But when, in fact, the social justice movement is exactly what those the president, the dictator who started this whole thing in Venezuela, Maduro, and uh, I forgot the other guy off the top of my head. This is what they ran on, social justice. They ran on the same Marxist principles that the left is running on today. And what this show does, and you just got to be careful when you watch this stuff, is they're subtly, they're not like coming out and just saying, hey, you need to like stop thinking that the left is what's doing this in Venezuela, that the socialists are what's doing this in Venezuela. It's the social justice that are going to try to come in and save the day. And we need to support the social justice. They're doing it very subtly. And I just wish that Christians would do the same in a lot of the art. I think our art, our movies would be received a lot better or more received if we would start being a little more subtle. So that's just my thought when I was watching this. Speaking of social media and the battles that are ahead, there are some interesting things that were on my Twitter feed. And the first one is the U.S. is officially beginning to pull out of the Paris climate deal. Climate deal. Now, this was a, a promise by Trump. He said he was going to do it, and they're just getting around to doing it now. And they officially started the process to pull out of the Paris Climate Accord, which is the climate deal and you know the green, not the green deal, but global warming and we're going to reduce our carbon em emissions and all that stuff, which is funny because even though we're pulling out, we have reduced carbon emissions more than any other country. China and India are like the biggest offenders, but we're pulling out and we're the bad guys because we're pulling out. But it's going to take a year. And that really just reminded me, I mean, we're coming up on re-election for Trump. And he said from the beginning he was going to pull out. And then now that he's officially doing it, Mark, uh, Mark, Mike Pompeo is 
the Secretary of State is officially starting the process. It's going to take a year more. It just reminds me of how slow things go. And this is true in corporations as well, but even more so in a big country with um, you know, a democracy, with a republic, with voters. It takes a long time to sort things out. It takes a long time to fix things. And I want to just bring that up because it's a good reminder for us that we need to be patient. I mean, that is, I feel like one of the attributes or the disciplines, I don't know how you want to say it, but patience is something that God teaches us constantly and wants us to learn really well. Wait on the Lord. Don't be anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God and he will give you a peace that surpasses understanding. But even when we're working with big ships, big organizations, big bureaucracies from our own publicly traded companies or large private companies to the state, to the federal government, we need to remember things take a lot of time. And we need to remember that in our plans to change things and for a warning for when we do implement policies, procedures, programs, initiatives, that if we get it wrong, it will take a long time to pull back, to fix, if ever, Social Security, Medicare, Medicare for all. Could you imagine if Elizabeth Warren actually got her Medicare for all through? Like if it's going to take almost four years to get pulled out of a Paris Climate Accord, an agreement with another country, how long is it going to take to get an entitlement that we're paying ourselves with either future taxes, interest rates, or so on? We've talked about that before. How long would it be to repeal that? It's a sober warning for us. And it's also an encouragement that when we fight and when we are lobbying for things is to not lose heart. Things take time. Good things rarely happen as fast as we want them to. Can I get an amen on that one? I mean, Come on, all my Pentecostal uh, brothers and sisters out there, I want to hear an amen. You know this is true. We always have these plans, and even if we think God is in them, we want it to happen faster than what he is doing, what he is working in. But we just need to have patience. We need to have patience. Another, and this is interesting too, in light of what's happening in the church here in Florida, here in Florida, it is rumored that a Southern Baptist church, I believe it was, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head because I wasn't really planning on talking about this. I want to talk about this on Reformed Jellicle. But they were voting for a pastor and then a minority of the group didn't vote for him. They didn't want him to be a pastor because he's this woke pastor. He's a social justice guy. And they needed 80%. I, be, I believe the bylaws of the organization said they need 80% of the congregation or whoever's voting to approve the pastor for them to be elected. And so he didn't get it. I think he got like 78% because of the minority who didn't vote for him. And they put them through church discipline and they expelled them from the church because they didn't vote for this pastor. And they were claiming that it was racism. They didn't go through steps or whatever, from what I understand. I mean, I, I read about this this morning. I tried to get all the information I can get, but it looks like that's happening. But here is another example of this attack happening. And this is what happens. This is a characteristic of the left. And it looks like it's secular and religious. It's in our church and it's outside the church as well, in our political platforms, at the city walls, in our sports, in our businesses. And we need to be prepared for this because this is how the left moves. They are totalitarian. And this is what the tweet said. This is a guy Palmer report. And he's talking about Kurt Schilling. 
Putting on a MAGA hat is a form of racist hate speech and an implicit threat of violence, just like not voting for a pastor, even though he's black. It's the same play they played with Obama, by the way. It's uh, really obnoxious, and it's they're not even trying to hide it. It's just they're running the same plays. The left plays, the, the Marxists, the leftists, they always run the same plays, and it, there's no shame in it. Sorry, let me start over. Putting on a MAGA hat is a form of racist hate speech and an implicit threat of violence. Kurt Suzuki should be banned from baseball if you don't like this tweet. And then he says, F you. Freedom of speech does not include freedom from consequences. Kurt Suzuki's employer, Major League Baseball, is well within its right to fire him for racist hate speech, which is what a MAGA hat is. Okay. I think I said Kurt Schilling, but I meant Kurt Suzuki. I don't follow baseball, honestly, but I knew Kurt Schilling was a, a conservative. So that was in top of my mind. And I believe this guy is from the Nationals, which we were talked about before where the people in Washington are that go to those games are a bunch of lobbyists, a bunch of government employees. That's who works and lives in Washington, D.C. And they were booing the president. And that's just disrespectful regarding regardless of who it is. Uh, but this is what he's saying. Now, a MAGA hat is a racist hate speech, racist and a hate hater. It's hate. It's a hate crime. It's hate speech. And it should be silenced. It should be removed. It should be shamed. And he should be fired and he should lose his job. This is the kind of stuff that's going to happen more and more as the election goes on, as it continues. And we need to be aware of it because it might happen to us. Because this is over a MAGA hat. I guarantee that as Christians, we can do far more offensive things to the world than what a MAGA hat can uh, than what a MAGA hat can offend to people. So be prepared. Do not be fearful. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You can have boldness, but be prepared. Understand one of the most uh, most effective defenses we can have as Christians or in any situation in life is to recognize and call out the plays that are being presented against us. For some reason, even in our own minds and in our own hearts, when we can identify the play being made, it becomes less effective. It becomes less effective. So be wise, understand what the world, what the left, what the Marxists are playing against us, and be prepared. Along those same lines, another play that has been running that we should all be aware of, that we all probably have heard about, shadow banning, right? But apparently Donald Trump Jr. is saying his Instagram and Twitter are being shadow banned, which two different companies, right? Instagram's owned by Facebook, which Zuckerberg thinks is the reason um, that the FCC is going after them is because of they bought Instagram, which is interesting. I mean, they bought it five, 10 years ago. And they believe they're shadow banning his book. So they're trying to cut off his funding, making money, and they, he goes through a bunch of different things. But if they would do it to the president's son, you better believe they're doing it to all of us. You better believe it. Again, we just need to know what's going on. We need to identify it, be aware of it, and then pray about it. And continue doing what God has called us to do. And let's not lose heart. Let's push on. And let's watch what God does in our lives as we strive for success. Let's go out, be successful, talk to you tomorrow. God bless.